you are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Great to be back in the saddle with you on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team Every day on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Thanks for making us your first listen. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't so far so you never miss an episode. With Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. The Texas Bowl now in the rear view as the Red Raiders hammer Ole Miss. 42-25, an easy argument to make that it maybe wasn't even as close as that score indicated. And Chris, it was the Red Raiders night, really, in so many different ways, man. Uh, you finish your year with four straight wins, year one under Joey McGuire. This on the heels of an announcement of a, a new contract uh, for Coach McGuire that you alluded to yesterday, and then we saw announced by Texas Tech. So, man, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't the Rose Bowl, but it was coming up all roses for the Red Raiders in Houston. Man, Cowan, uh, that, that, you know, I guess <laughs> – running off a few hours sleep so I guess it was earlier this morning technically <laughs> but but it, it, it's just uh it was a great I guess yesterday and then early this morning for Texas Tech football in so many ways um that 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 was just one of those games that felt like you were starting to really kind of kick the door in a little bit I mean you've into the season now with a four-game win streak and you did you the, the score could have been a lot worse uh you know I, I think uh I think you played harder than they did, and and it shows. And this is back-to-back years in bowl games where you take it very seriously, and it's emotional for all kinds of reasons. And man, it, and it was a juiced atmosphere. Uh, the Tech fans were were really, really into it. I cannot tell you how many people that I saw before, you know, during on the sideline and after the game that listened to to this podcast, including. Uh, Joey's soon-to-be son-in-law. He listens to us all the time. Joe, shout out to Joe, man. Uh, he's he's a, he's a, uh, our, our new favorite New York uh, bro. So here we go. What up, yeah, Joe? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> he, uh, he he met, met me before the game. But I'll, I'll tell you to sum the whole thing up. You know, and, and we have so many different things we can talk about. But if you want to know what Joey and his family mean to like those kids and how much they've invested into each other in just like a year's time, the game's not even over. And after that last interception of the, of the game, and there's about 30 seconds left. And so the game's technically not even over. And as those defensive guys are coming off the field, every one of those kids is coming over there and hugging Joey's wife, Debbie. Mm. And if that doesn't like get, get you to understand how much that Joey and his wife and family are invested in, into the program and those kids and those kids, I mean, are they, they, they're reciprocating. I mean, it's just, it's just yeah. awesome to see, man. Um, and it's just a fun, fun night. And I'm, you know, I'll, I'll take this any direction you want to go. Man, we could take it so many different directions, but first, just about uh, how about Texas Tech ownership of the state of Mississippi? Wish it wasn't <laughs> such a bum state, but uh, nonetheless, we're carrying it right now after a win over the Bulldogs in Mississippi State last year, Ole Miss this year. I don't know. 
maybe Alcorn, Southern Miss, uh, Millsaps, Delta State, Mississippi Valley, <laughs> Rust College. I'm just looking up other teams in Mississippi that maybe could give us a challenge sometime in the future. Uh, Chris, I want to start on the defensive side of the football because we're going to get to Tyler Shuck specifically, Texas Bowl MVP, walking bucket of nails and overcoming early adversity with the turnover there early in the game. Should have been a touchdown for the Red Raiders, so you got a rebound from that. He obviously does. But I want to talk about Tim DeRuiter and that defense because the thing that really flashed to me was that we were hearing names called that weren't called that often during the regular season. We touched on it yesterday with guys like Pearson, Tyree Wilson, among others, that were not going to be there for you. What type of defensive effort could you really bring? And I don't know statistically, I think they were just under 600 total offensive yards, yada, yada, yada. But the rushing game was essentially shut down. And when you're talking about guys like Jacob Rodriguez, Miles Cole, Isaac Harris, I'm probably going to miss some. And some of these guys I would have had to look up, you know, in the program. Like, are these real names? (laughs) Because they just weren't dudes we saw a lot during the regular season. But not only does it get you excited about what they did on Wednesday night in Houston, but Man, I can't be the only Red Raider fan thinking about the future on that side of the ball with some of those guys. And then obviously the mainstays, the foundational pieces like Hutchings, Bradford, and, and so many others. Yeah, I, I, I think that the defense, uh, like so many times this year, helped set the tone in this game. Um, I, I think Tim Tim is really good at what he does. And his scheme is, is really fun to watch, you know, uh, in action. And and to his credit, he got a bunch of kids that had not played hardly at all this year to really step up and, and play meaningful snaps in this game. Because, yeah, you had Isaac Smith, you had uh, Jacob Rodriguez, who's played some, but uh, yeah. Duda Banks, Harvey Dyson, um, I think Nate Floyd was in there. Some, I mean, you know, they're just they're, the depth just wasn't really there. And Tyler Owens, uh, another one that had, had had played sparingly this year, just because of injury, and he's going to be really, really good uh, for you next year. But um, I, I just thought those boys up front. I'm telling you, man, with those two defensive tackles coming back and a data ray, and if Miles Cole can take a step, I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. easy to start looking at the reasons to be excited on on either side of the ball and understand that Texas Tech, man, they're going to be a handful next year. Handful. Uh, to deal with and help is on the way. That's that's the fun part. Is that what 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 they've recruited is better than kind of what's what's here, and so that they they hope to continue that. But man, Tim does such a hell of a job. I mean, to hold those two running. I mean, Judkins is is one of the. I mean, he he's a smaller version of like a Joe Mixon. I mean, he he is as quick twitch and as fast. Uh, I mean, he he he's maybe the best one I had seen all year. Just with some of the things that he could do out in space, but Texas Tech just really never let him get in space too much. And you you mentioned the the yards uh, that some of that is skewed by what happened at, toward the end of the game and just kind of yeah. you know uh, you know not being able to shorten the game. Uh, but the, the point still stands. I mean, they controlled they controlled that running game uh, for the better part of the night, and you really never got gashed and. I mean, it was just impressive, and I think they were really nervous about it going into that game, Tech was, and we talked about it on the broadcast, man. You're just like, you know, you didn't have a whole lot of depth, and you're just holding on, uh, but they just played so hard, man, and they and they they won a lot of those battles up front, and it showed. Yeah, Ole Miss winds up with just under 200 yards rushing on the day, but through the end of the third quarter, 
they had only one eleven. I mean, it was eye popping. Three point three average on the ground for that rebel rushing attack that have been so good all year long. And I just can't emphasize enough you're doing it without uh, some of your real run stoppers on that side of the football that you counted on in the regular season. And I mentioned some of those guys that uh, maybe some fans are not all that familiar with, but aside from guys like Bradford and Hutchings, which by the way, I, I saw Mayor Bradford, Tony Bradford, late in the game, up by two or three scores, I don't know, 17 points, whatever it was at that time. Tony Bradford makes a tackle maybe 25 yards down the field, Chris. Tony Bradford weighs about 500 pounds, if you hadn't noticed. <laughs> and I just thought that is the brand in motion because that is a big man yep. giving tremendous effort who's an old head, who's seen it all, who could already be saying, hey, we're about to win this game. I'm ready to party. Give me the cigar. And a DT is making a tackle 20 yards down the field. I just thought that was really indicative of the great effort that that team uh, has given all year long. But those guys at the top of the statistical leader, leaderboard for Texas Tech defensively can't go without mention. And that was Kosai Eldridge and uh, Krishan Merriweather, who have just been as reliable as it gets at the linebacker position this year, particularly Merriweather throughout the year. Eldridge really ascended as the year went on. And, man, he capped off his year with, with maybe his best outing yet. You're going to miss those two kids, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. so I, I, you know, as we go through some of the guys that are coming back, I mean, make no mistake, man, Krishan and Kosai, man, the, the, those two guys uh, had a lot to do with uh, the, the win versus Ole Miss and just so much defensive success all year. Just healthy, steady, smart, uh, available. I mean, yeah, I mean, they just, they were a big, big reason why that running game just never got going, uh, you know, and, and they will not be easy to replace. Uh, but it, it it was fun to watch a, a you know a young guy like Jacob Rodriguez get in there because he, he he's just really good at football, man. I mean, keep in yep. mind that kid was a quarterback in high school. You know, he went to University of Virginia on a scholarship to be a quarterback, and now he's playing linebacker for you. And I think that <laughs> I mean it, it's just it's just wild. But um, I, I just I go back to to Tim and what he was able to do with this particular group, and he's going to get so much of it back in year two. Uh, and, and, and buy him some time being able to grow up some of these younger kids uh, while these old guys come back. And it just, it's just it's kind of fun to watch that play out because if you want to really push through, you know, and, and, and try to win a conference championship, it's all about stability with your roster, with your coaching staff, all those things. And um, I just and, – and that's why, that's why Joey is, is such a great leader because he's the first one to point out Credit to, to Tim DeRuiter, credit to Zach Kitley, credit to his kids. He, he takes no credit. Uh, but, but yeah, you and I can sit here and give Tim and, and that side of the ball a ton of credit uh, for what they did against an elite-level uh, running game. And the, you, you, you've, been, you've been following tech football for a long time like I have and been involved with it and all these things. There were times when you just prayed that you could stop somebody from running the ball. I mean, because it, it was just like you just knew – all a team had to do was like hand it off, and it's like, well, that's six or seven yards. I mean, you just had no chance, <laughs> right. no chance to stop it. But you've got real guys up front now, and they play really, really hard. And that's just a credit to uh, the culture and, and the brand, as you said, with with a guy like Tony Bradford. Yeah. So process this, locked on Texas Tech listeners, viewers, Red Raider fans, Joey McGuire, son-in-laws, wherever you may be, future son-in-laws. <laughs> We just began a show recapping a bowl win over an SEC opponent with a defensive conversation. Don't pinch yourself because you ain't dreaming. That's real. But 
We'll flip the script coming up dead ahead. We'll get to the offensive side of things. We'll get to the Texas Bowl MVP. Man, so much to process from Tyler Shuck's night. What an effort, what an impact, and what a significant announcement after the game that he's back in Lubbock apparently in 2023. So we'll dive into that entire ball of wax coming up next on Locked on Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by Bet Online, the number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. So get the latest odds right now for every professional and amateur league out there, pro football, college bowl season, hoops, everything in between. They've got it all covered at Bet Online. Also, if you're into sports podcasts, and if you're not, but you're hearing this, are you lost? What are you doing? You're probably into sports podcasts, and you're going to find even more of those at Bet Online as well. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. It is the HQ online for more props, odds, lines, stats, scores than ever before. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more with Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for joining us on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Always appreciate being your first listen, and we hope you'll make Locked On Sports today your second listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or anywhere you get podcasts. All right, Chris, we talked about the defense to start the show. Let's talk Tyler Shuck and that Texas Tech offense there are a lot of guys making impacts obviously some of his targets as far as receivers had some big hitters as far as the ball carriers were concerned but let's talk about the texas bowl mvp because he's had clearly a roller coaster of a ride in west texas injury on top of injury including obviously this year to kick things off he returns he wins he doesn't give the ball away and then he caps it off with a huge Huge win over Ole Miss, and I said it already. I just thought he was a walking bucket of nails, man. Couldn't be any happier, really, for any individual player, I don't think, than I am for Tyler Shug. Yeah, you know, and, and it, it's just fun to watch a kid, like, get to enjoy some of this uh, because he, his tenure in Lubbock has been weird just because of injuries, and, you know, he's never really gotten to – uh, do what he wanted to do was which just play and like lead a team and maneuver his way through a season. But that kid, I mean, with what he was asked to do, he was the best player on the field last night, you know, bottom line. Mm. And he was the leading rusher in this game, Casey. I mean, that, like and when you're talking about the, w- w- I mean, a freshman All-Americans and then the Judkins kid and Zach Evans, who's one of the fastest running backs at Texas Tech, uh, has seen all year and with what they do on the ground game for Tyler Shuck to be the leading rusher in this game was just kind of spoke to the brand. It spoke to how good Tyler is. And I mean, just, yeah, I mean, and, and he, he uh, avoided uh, turning the ball over for the most part. Uh, but it, it's just like, he gutted it out. And I know that you, you've, you've heard that, you know, there, there about a, you know, 24 hours ago, you weren't real sure if he was even going to play. Uh, there was uh, there was a food poisoning issue with uh, several of the players. He was one of them. Um, and Joey said after the game, you know, hey, if we if we'd have kicked this thing off at 11 a.m. Uh, yesterday, I'm not sure if he he's able to play <laughs> at all. Uh, but they they got him calmed down and and got him uh, you know fixed and got some fluid in him and and all those things. But um, I mean, just 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 wild. But I mean. 
And he did. He stood up there on that stage right after it was over and said, I got unfinished business. I'm coming back. I don't, (laughs) and I I don't want to say that's a hundred percent certain, but boy, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty definitive uh, because he's going to get, I mean, he's going to get some NFL conversation here in the coming days, but Hey man, I I don't want to, I don't, I don't hate it. Uh, I hope, I hope he doesn't go back. The key is, the key is I, I you gotta you gotta keep uh, you know Morton and, and Tyler, but we'll, we'll, we've got plenty of time to uh, to talk about all that as we go along in the coming weeks. But uh, yeah, I just was uh, you know without sounding corny, it's like you're kind of proud of Tyler. I mean, in a way, because I mean he's had a uh, he's had a tough hand dealt to him the last couple of years, and mm-hmm. even even this year when he's just sitting there watching. And he doesn't get his job back initially because he wasn't quite ready physically. Uh, but for him to kind of come back and and work to this point and finish it the way he did, it just makes you wonder what a, what would this season have looked like if he's if he's healthy and plays every game, you know, um, yeah. you know. And, and the way Ole Miss plays defense, you have to be able to run the football from a QB standpoint. You just have to because they drop so many guys. In coverage, they play a lot of cover three, and they kind of there's some things there that you've got to take it and be willing to take it. And he just toughed it out. I thought some of the targeting things. Excuse my language here. Some of the targeting plays on him were bullshit. I mean, some some of that's just dirty and cheap by Ole Miss. And I, and I would if it was a one isolated incident, but it, it's like they they hit him like two or three times that way, and other guys were were, were called for targeting too. I mean, I think they they reviewed four targeting penalties called it i think they ejected two players uh there was one that was a blatant one early in the game that they didn't review which i did not understood but they called 15 yard penalty on it when he was down uh but it's it just tough because you're in some ways you're thinking you're lucky that he finishes the game because right. he got popped in the head twice uh but it's just uh you know it's just a credit to to him and and Zach for putting him in a good spot, man. But, uh, yeah, he executed. It was just fun to watch him run the ball. Yeah, I thought uh, not only did Ole Miss get beat, but they embarrassed themselves in the process. Uh, was not could not be a proud day for, for that football program. Uh, head coach doing what he does, the players doing what they did. Uh, I just thought it was uh, some Bush League stuff, and I was disappointed in the Zebras for maybe not setting a higher standard um, for what should should take place on the field, but neither here nor there, they can deal with that embarrassment throughout the off season uh, in Mississippi, I mean, which is just typically an embarrassing place to be. And, and Calvin, think about this: Ole Miss loses five of their last six games, and the head coach is rewarded with a nine million dollar a year <laughs> contract. I mean, like process that. They've lost five of their last six games, and the administration at Ole Miss gives him $9 million a year in a brand-new contract. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, know? it is the land of Hugh Freeze, you know, so yeah. there's been some yeah. I mean, <laughs> They've yeah. got a bear. They're the Rebels, but they've got a bear or a shark or something as a mascot. I mean, they're just to, – to use some Mississippi jargon, they're just backwards. They're just backers, about <laughs> every I, which way you slice it. And I, I, I think Lane Kiffin is entertaining. I think uh, I, I kind of I, I enjoy his his antics uh, at times. I, I just will say this: um, I thought that team, that Ole Miss team, was undisciplined. I thought they were dirty. Yep. I thought there's a lot of cheap shots. I thought the officiating crew was one of the worst I'd seen. It's an ACC crew. 
Uh, it's, it's so much easier to talk about stuff like that after after a win and a kind of a commanding win uh, because that's a really talented Ole Miss team. I mean, on paper, the Red Raiders, you know, in some ways just don't match up at all. But I think culture still wins in college football. I mean, culture and like playing hard and togetherness and all the stuff that the corny stuff that the coaches talk about, it's it's real. And I thought that was on full display last night. And um, I, I, I know I know that there was some conversation after the game with with some folks on the Ole Miss staff talking to the tech staff about, hey, man, you know, credit to you guys for what you're building, because we're trying to do that here, you know, and, and, and Lane Kiffin's in was this his third or fourth season at Ole Miss, but I think they, they were able to look across and kind of tip their cap because I mean Ole Miss tried they tried to punk you, they tried to bully you. Yeah. They tried to do all those things and, and the Red Raiders just wouldn't they weren't weren't having it and they didn't back down. And and before we get off of Lane Kiffin, I will say I want to say something very nice. I, I really appreciated his willingness to be a part of the Mike Leach tribute at the beginning of the game, Texas Tech, uh, I believe it was Zach Kitley's idea. Uh, so sh- shout out to, to to Zach for coming up with the, the concept. And Joey kind of ran it up the flagpole and they, they asked Lane Kiffin about doing it. But uh, the, the delay of game penalty and kind of showing one of those those basic air raid formations and then taking the delay of game, I thought that was real classy for all involved. Um, I just thought that hit the right note. It was fun. It was fun to, to kind of be aware that that was going to happen. That was in the works, and then watch it watch it play out. But credit to uh, to Joey and 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 Coach Kiffin for you know being a part of something like that. That was awesome. Yeah, that was great, Chris. And Lane Kiffin can still teach his mu- grandmother to suck eggs, for all I'm concerned. So terrific. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, but that's maybe not what I will remember most from the game. Hey, before we move away from the offensive side, Taj Brooks, 90 yards, had a big 37 yard hitter. Uh, Jaron Bradley, Loic Fungi. I mean, it was kind of a mirror, not necessarily with Brooks, but with Bradley and Fungi, Fungi especially, kind of a mirror of what we talked about on the defensive side. Like, the, these, this is the future, or it should be at least. And yep. I was just thrilled to see those guys make an impact, especially those wide receivers. Yeah, you know, and and they had uh, – we, we talked about that during the broadcast, that, you know, the conversation was, man, Loic had really practiced well in December. And we kind of heard this before – I mean, he's had a really good week of practice or whatever, but they kept saying, you know, he's had it. He's looked really good in in December, and he's had really good practices. And I just think, you know, Joey, they talk about that all the time, man. If you practice really well, usually it translates, and it sure did because Loic looked like a different player. Uh, I thought, I thought he and Bradley, and those are two guys that still have it all in front of them. Um, and and it just kind of you start to see some separation at that position because I don't think JJ Sparkman played. Trey Cleveland only got in the field a few plays. But it's pretty clear who your two best outside receivers are, uh, and I think you'll you'll see an announcement uh, with an addition uh, to that outside receivers group here pretty quick via the the transfer portal here here pretty quick. That's maybe going to be one of the fastest guys on the team, so that that will certainly help. But yeah, Loic, and, yeah, Loic okay. and uh, yeah, Loic and Bradley, man, uh, they they did a really good job and. You know, we thought before the game too that Sir Roderick was going to get the bulk of the carries, and it's not like you ran your your running back duo a ton because I think they only had about what twenty one or so carries between the two of them. But because it, it was Tyler Shuck that 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 really you know carried the load there, <laughs> right. oddly enough. Yeah, I mean, uh, so uh, and and obviously Taj will be back, and that was sort of likely Sir Roderick's last game uh, as a Red Raider. So 
uh, anyway, man, just, yeah, f- fun all the way around, man. I, you could talk about games like this for a long, long time. Yes, we could, but we have limited time because I believe uh, Chris Lovell is actually sitting on the wing of a plane trying to get home at this point. You're not on Southwest, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, thankfully. All right, uh, we're going to wrap it up. Coming up next with some bigger picture thoughts, we'll get back to the head coach, Joey McGuire, and what this season and what this uh, bowl game to cap off this season win uh, means for this program moving forward. We will get to that coming up next on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by not being stupid behind the wheel. It can happen so easily. You're out with your friends or coworkers, kicking back a few. A few becomes too many. It's time to go. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but you decide you're a good enough driver to get through it. You live nearby. You can make it home okay. What's the big deal? What's the worst that could happen? You could kill someone, destroy their life, or the lives of all those around them. Yeah, probably that would be about a worst-case scenario. only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. So play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride this holiday season. Drive sober or get pulled over. Back at it on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network with Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Thanks for joining us again on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode we were basking in the globe of 42 to 25 win for tech over Ole Miss and now starting to begin to think a little more big picture Chris as you obviously headed into bowl season with a boatload of momentum three straight wins to finish the regular season we're going to call it four now to finish the season overall and uh, Joey McGuire has a new contract and he has what I would imagine to be uh, the full-throated uh, undiluted support of the Red Raider fan base. I don't know how he couldn't at this point in time. And as we've talked about being happy for Tyler Shuck, man, I, I don't know why I really feel this way because I've become very jaded to the coaching profession, most of these hired guns, et cetera. Love them when they're doing good things for us, but I'm not going to bow at the altar anymore. And I'm not saying I'm there yet, but I was so happy for Joey McGuire because it just seems like the care factor, obviously, for him uh, is 10 of 10, and that might actually be an understatement. The the guy is – he's one of the most genuine, invested guys you'll ever be around. And I, I, I just would say that Texas Tech football is in wonderful hands going forward, man. I mean, I, I think – you know, I don't want to overstate it, but I think he's about to take this program and the fan base and everybody on, on one heck of a ride coming up in the coming years. Um, and, and he just, he, he just hits every right note, Casey. I mean, it's just, uh, all, all those kids love him. Um, those, those players, they play hard. It, it just speaks to what, when, anytime you say, man, those kids play so hard and you can just see it, they're straining, they're playing hard that look, Texas tech talent wise, they're not very good. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful. There's just not a lot of pure talent. We talked about that all season. Yeah. And in and, and some ways, because you're not fast, um, you're, you're not, you know, you don't have a ton other, other than Tyree. There's not a, a, just a ton of NFL guys at all on either side of the ball, but they all play so hard and play so well together. It's a credit to, to Joey and what he's built. And I just think that, that like I said, that culture part of it is very real. Um and it, and it sounds kind of cliche or corny or whatever, but it, it's a real thing, man. And, and, and they, you think about the season that they just had, 
They go eight and five. There was only one game that they were just really out of, and that was that Baylor game. And you turn it over five times, but um, they, they compete, and it doesn't matter who it is. Uh, they may be outmanned or outgunned, but I just, I mean, yeah, J- Joey's just, I mean, he, he, he's the Texas Tech did a good job hiring him, man. I mean, that's all there is to it. They, they found, uh, they found a real one, and I can't wait to see where, where he takes this thing because as he said it last night you ain't seen nothing yet i mean and he's like he's like houston texas is west texas i mean he just he and and, and like and like him being so respectful to mike um him being so respectful to just just the 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 game and 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 his kids and just i don't know man it's just it's fun to watch beyond beyond kind of the to watch the start of what could be something really really fun in the coming years because the scary thing for, for other programs out there is that they weren't very talented this year, and they still won eight games. Um, and, Casey, are you about to get pulled over? See, it's that, it's that it, you know, hopefully you're not, you're not you know, too much sauce and, and behind the wheel like you were talking about. No, no, about no, no. That, that's just how they deliver coffee at the hotel I'm staying in in Mexico. <laughs> I love it. But, but Sorry I mean, to distract you. No, you're good. But but imagine what I was going to say was imagine though when they do start getting real kids and real talent and all that. And and again, I'm not trying to to just be disrespectful about you know what what because I mean there's a credit no. to to the kids on the team now for for how well they played and how hard they played and all that stuff. But um, you know when you start to get faster. And, and maybe a bit deeper and better up front and, and things like that. Look out. I mean, look out. Yeah, no question. I mean, there's a reason why we were talking about, uh, what, a week or two ago, I think the best recruiting hall that you've had in about a decade. Uh, I mean, it is what yes. it is. Uh, there's no disrespect intended to talk about a team that's not ultra talented or, or ultra deep. And really, who cares what that uh, – I, I imagine the players would feel like, who cares about that anyway because we're getting the wins that we got – uh, in 2022, but it, it was amazing to see the way that they were able to pull together and I think uh, really play above their heads a little bit, and that's what you get with great effort. And I think as a fan, sometimes you think that that's a given, that guys are going to play really, really hard, but it sure as hell is not a given. Um, but they do under Joey McGuire, and it may become a given uh, under Joey McGuire now moving forward. I thought it was hilarious after the game, Chris, um, post-game handshake. If you could pie chart uh, how far each coach went to meet one another, Joey McGuire ran 90% of the way, was damn near on Ole Miss's sideline to shake Kiffin's hand when he's like crawling on the ground crying in his post-toasties or whatever. <laughs> you can just tell who had a good time and who did not because Coach <laughs> McGuire went all the way to the other side uh, to slap that hand and, and get on to the celebration. I know Joey McGuire creates his own momentum regardless of, of what is happening. But uh, I've been calling him Joe Mo throughout the year because I just felt like even before you had played a game, somehow you had momentum just by virtue of his mere presence. And I know that that would have been the case anyway, Chris, if you had finished, you know, six and six or five and seven. I don't know if you didn't have the year that you wanted to have necessarily, but I'm just drooling at the possibilities now on the recruiting trail when not only do you have that self-starting type of momentum but you've got some proof of performance you've got some skins on the wall not only for coach mcguire but obviously his entire staff to sell now throughout the offseason 
Nailed it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, you know, it's kind of what we talked about before the before this game was even played a few weeks ago. You, you, you have facility upgrades. You have a, a recruiting class. Now you have a new contract. Now you have tangible success. So now look look at what you can point to and sell. Now you have the brand. I mean, you, you just mentioned that uh, a fifth-year guy, you know, running down the field in a kind of a lopsided game at the end, making a tackle, that just sums up, you know, who, who Joey is and what he's preaching and what he's coaching. And, you know, I just, uh, you know, it, it was it's just fun. Because, I mean, after the game, you know, you know I was around a, a few Tech fans and just, you know, some, some different folks that you, you know and trust. And it was like, this is the best season we've had since 2008. And when you think about the context <laughs> of it, you think about the context of it. I mean, Cliff's first year, you won eight games that year, but you started out seven and zero, and you kind of limped to the finish line before you beat Arizona State in the bowl game. Right. Uh, but I mean, this this just feels different, and and in a way, that bowl win against Ole Miss, in some ways, it was kind of I don't know, reminiscent of of what I felt like maybe the Holiday Bowl was in 04, when you were kind of. Mm-hmm knocking on the door, knocking on the door. And like that night against Cal, you kind of kicked it in and it would set off, you know, a, a, you know, a several year run where you were just really, really relevant. And it kind of built, yeah. and, you know, build and build and build and everything. And, um, you know, some different kind of, I'm just going off of, of, of recent memories and everything like that. But you, you, you just feel like, man, they're just setting the stage here for something really fun. So if you're out there, man, you don't have season tickets next year, you better get them uh, because the Jones AT&T is going to be a, the place to be next fall. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And I would have to agree on uh, looking back to some enjoyable seasons. Um, you know, going back to the end of the Michael Leach tenure and the, the cliff year was just such a weird year because you win all those at the front. You don't win any at the end. Then you beat Arizona state in the holiday bowl and you think, okay, well, is this momentum? <laughs> and it yeah. wasn't really, but, uh, but yeah, it was nothing to compare to this. And I'm having a hard time entertaining any thoughts, Chris, that I know some tech fans are, are wanting to entertain as it relates to comparing contract extensions for first-year head coaches and things like that, I just I feel totally different about this one for some reason uh, with Joey McGuire as compared to that conversation with Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, you know, and they and, and this is something that I think Tech, uh, you know, they 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 presented this uh, to Joey. He wasn't really aware of it. Uh, and I think he, he just, this wasn't, there's not, not a whole lot of negotiation here. It's like, yes, sir. I mean, kind of, you know, <laughs> and I think he said it after the game, kind of, he was telling the story and he's like, he told Kirby, I'll, I'll earn every penny. And, and I, I don't think anybody out there would dispute what the guy says when he talks about that, because he's just re- a relentless ball of energy. And, and it's just, you just <laughs> feel so good about the direction of, of who's in charge. It was just a really good last 24, 36 hours for just Texas Tech in general, but specifically the football program in so many ways. But, uh, yeah, you just feel really good about where this thing's going. Man, those are a lot of pennies to earn, so he's got a lot of work to do. Uh, <laughs> best of luck best yeah, of luck right. on that. But I've got some optimism uh, that he's going to do it. All right, Chris, we've got to let you go so you can make your way back to the 806, man. Uh, I'm sure you enjoyed uh, your night in Houston, and, and we always enjoy the insights and perspectives. So appreciate the time as always, man. Uh, I, I appreciate you uh, be willing to do this uh, on short notice, and we neither one of us had a lot of sleep. Uh, it's it's just that the game ended about five or six hours ago. It feels like so. 
but I hope everybody out there has a happy new year. Uh, we'll get back in a normal routine once the holidays are over with here and yep. uh, on- onward and upward from here, man. But keep hope alive and uh, safe travels for you too getting, uh, getting home from Mexico. Yes, sir. We got Big 12 hoops, my man. Next time yes, we're gathering, uh, we're we going to be talking conference basketball. So we're going to stay busy here on Locked On Texas Tech. Make it your first listen each weekday on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. And for your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day that's Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. For Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Thanks for joining us again on Locked On Texas Tech.